Peace, love, and life. Welcome to another installment of 30 Talk. I'm your host, Him Not Them. Got to give and always will a shout out to the ancestors, the elders, listeners, likers, and subscribers. Can't show the hate, no love. As always, drink your water, eat your greens. We are here, we are live, and we are in full effect. That was the sounds of Joey Badass, Zip Codes, off his 2000s album. Definitely a vibe. Definitely that good conscious rap. Check it out. Greetings and salutations. Hopefully the family is doing well. We're going to hop right into it. I apologize for the long delay. In the midst of enjoying my summer, I had a passing in my family. So I'm going to have a quick moment of silence for my Uncle Terrence. May you rest in power. Before I get into tonight's installment, I just want us to think about what we want to achieve for the remaining part of 2022. We are in the eighth month, and it just seems like it was just January. Whenever I take long hiatuses, it's typically because it's typically because I'm going through a transition. And sometimes in the midst of that, I have to look at what I've achieved and compare it to what I want to achieve. And see what I've done in the past to help me um, find the strength to do it again moving forward. Something that I've learned through this short hiatus is that we often pay too much time. I'm sorry. We, we give too much onus to our failures. And we're so quick to remember the things and the opportunities and the scenarios that were presented when we failed, instead of looking at the opportunities and the scenarios that presented itself when we succeeded. And that's typically because we're trying to achieve perfection. And that's like the biggest no-go, right? <laughs> In anything that we're trying to do. The minute that we try to look for perfection, we've already lost. There's no such thing as perfection. And in the midst of this transition, I was trying to achieve, I was trying to achieve that. I was trying to make sure that everything I did or everything that I was doing was going to make me look perfect in the eyes of whoever was gazing on me. And then I realized that I wasn't doing it for myself. I wasn't doing it for myself. I was doing it for the likes of others. That's when I realized that this transition was different from the last one because I was doing those transitions to look to look a certain way in the eyes of others. Whereas now... I just want to look better when I, I want to look my best when I look in the mirror. You understand? And a lot of times we don't like the way we look when we look at ourselves because we either have guilt or fear. We are fearful of what others may think. We're fearful of what others may feel. Right. 
and we're, we feel guilty about what we haven't achieved. We feel guilty that we haven't looked up or lived up to what somebody had or the expectations, excuse me, the expectations that others have for us. And I don't want us to do that. And I say us because I'm throwing myself in there because it, it just seems like, especially now that with social media just doing whatever it is doing to people's minds, it's just... It just makes us feel as though that we have to please and appeal to others. We don't even like the person that we see when we look in the mirror. This book that I was reading a couple summers back, Conversations with God, it it has some profound things in it. It's a very long read, but it's not a hard read. And I think I stopped reading it because it was speaking to me so directly that I felt judged because I was holding myself to a standard that wasn't a standard that I set for myself. I was holding myself to a standard so I can appeal to others. And with the conversations that I was having with people with people over these last three weeks, it's kind of showed me that I wasn't taking steps back, but I was doing what I usually do when I get comfortable. And we never find growth in comfortable spaces. You understand? We only grow when we're uncomfortable. And I say all that to say is once I started feeling uncomfortable, that's when I knew that I was making strides in the right direction. You understand? And I encourage the family to not shy away from that uncomfortable feeling. That means something is on the rise. That means we we are moving in a position that can better us. We shouldn't feel guilty about making that stride. We shouldn't feel we shouldn't feel fearful when we're making that stride. The biggest enemy of a man and a woman is guilt and fear. And once we learn how to use those to the betterment of us, we won't be we won't fall victim to that. Also, in this book, it talks about the parts that I've read thus far. It talks about the power from within instead of the power over. Usually when we find strength, we try to exude that strength to overpower something. Maybe a person, maybe a situation, maybe a scenario. Now that I got the strength, now that I got the power, I'm going to use this to overpower someone or something else. Instead of using that same power to strengthen myself from within. We think that the strongest person is the, the strongest person in the room exudes strength by overpowering others. That's not necessarily true. We have, we don't have to. It's the power is best utilized when we're using it to strengthen ourselves because then now that we have the power, we can show the strength. And a lot of us just want to show how strong we are. We want to show how smart we are. We want to show how resilient we are. That's cool to do, but we don't have to necessarily show it to get the recognition. We should show it to prove that we can do that. We should show it by proving that we can do that and then also showing how others can do it for themselves. The power's in within, not the power to get over. That's why we have this whole finesse culture and I'm, I'm trying to get over on MFs. You understand what I'm saying? And that's, that's definitely counterproductive when we're trying to build this community. It's definitely counterproductive when we're trying to form collective thoughts. If it's too many people trying to exude the power there's nobody showing how to use the power, right? So if the power comes from within, we have to understand that we shouldn't use it to overpower people. We should use it to power ourselves. I thought that was very profound.
And lastly, when we make decisions, we're usually making decisions in three areas. From a logical standpoint, from an intuition standpoint, or from an emotional standpoint. And usually when we make decisions from an emotional standpoint, it's either from anger, grief, fear, love, or envy. Decision-making is a hard process, even as adults. That's why we try to introduce this concept to kids when they are young, so as they get older and they mature, they learn how to channel their emotions. Something that previous generations haven't had, didn't, or haven't had the opportunity to do, but now that we find ourselves in 2022, it's all about positive emotions and positive expressions, you understand? Which is great. But it can be very daunting and challenging because if it because if it isn't something that we have haven't thoroughly practiced, we might feel as though that we don't have the ability to do so. Here at 30 Talk, we're all about solutions. We have the ability to do so. The strength comes from within. The power comes from within. That can help us with our decision making process. And I'll just leave that there. The opening part of this installment. Well, the opening part of all my installments is always a, a small personal glimpse of what I'm dealing with as an individual. And I've grown enough as a person to be vulnerable in a space to show that we are all human beings trying to navigate through this course. And to think that we can do this on our own will only leave us lost. Our first break. Yes, family, that was Kay Roosevelt, Love Blind, off his Solstice album. Definitely check it out. Some good R&B for those late night rides, you know, to close out the summer. I don't know, it's been kind of chilly as of late. I don't know what the corporation is doing with this weather, but you know how, you know how that go. I don't even want to deep dive into that. That's a whole nother installment within itself. But if you're looking for something to listen to on those late night rides to clear your mind, K. Roosevelt, check it out. Before we move forward, I just want to remind the family it's okay. It's okay to cry. It's okay to smile. It's okay to ask for help. 2022, we're moving into the third quarter. The summer is winding down. Now it's time for us to get back on our high horse so we can gather some momentum going into the fourth quarter. In the first part of this installment, we were talking about power, strength, guilt, fear, emotions, logic, intuition. These are just the highlight words. And I say all that to say we can utilize those terms to better ourselves, to in turn better our surroundings. Before, not before, in the midst of us doing that, we have to also do the deep work. This is something that I talked about 
a few times probably, but I first came across this information last summer when I was going through a different transition. And whenever I find myself going through something that I've deemed familiar, excuse me because I'm reading and talking at the same time. Whenever I find myself going through something that I deem familiar, I have to utilize my old notes. Um, something that we talked about, we can't move forward until we firmly understand where we are coming from. And that involves deep work. And deep work is the state of distraction-free concentration. We have to find a way to put ourselves in a position to focus on what needs to be done without allowing outside sources to distract us. That's why it's called deep, because it's difficult. Excuse my laptop. It becomes difficult to do anything if we find ourselves being easily distracted. That's why the corporation gives us social media, gives us reality TV, gives us music. And not just music, but the type of music that has become popularized that we rather find ourselves engulfed in that instead of doing the necessary work or putting or following the necessary steps to achieve whatever it is that we want. And in a sense, when we're not doing our deep work, we're doing shallow work. Shallow work is categorized as a task that can be completed, that can be completed while distracted. That's where we typically find ourselves. When we get things done, those, when we get anything done, that's typically because it's shallow. It's very low level. It doesn't require a lot of effort. It doesn't require a lot of work. Because it's shallow. The real work will get done when we dive a little deeper. When we start accomplishing things that requires us to have no types of distractions. So before we move into the third note, I just want us to think about the things that we want to achieve. Can we achieve those things while being distracted? And if we can, how long will it take? And then we have to think to ourselves, if it takes X amount of time for us to get this done while we are distracted, just imagine what we can accomplish when we are not. The principle of least resistance states that without clear feedback on the impact of various behaviors, we tend to lean towards behaviors that are the easiest. The path of least resistance. We don't want to, what they call it, go against the grain. We don't want to stand alone. We don't want to. We don't want to because it requires us to do something that we find ourselves uncomfortable doing. So what do we do? Turn to the easiest thing and then complain about the outcome or the results because we we've. I don't want to sound like I'm being judgy. We have to stop taking the easiest path. Just simple as that. If things if we want to accomplish anything. We have to first understand that if it's the easiest path that we want to take, it's going to be much longer for us to achieve those concepts, scenarios, X, Y, and Z. You know, I try to stay away from saying things. For me personally, I always look at my career. I look at 30 Talk. I look at my growth as something that I hold dear and true to me. We all have something that we hold near and true to ourselves. And I learned over, I learned through my course of understanding that I can't achieve anything in those areas if I take the easiest path. I would like to. 
I feel as though it would save me more time because I would get a lot more completed if I took the easier path. But the result wouldn't be as sturdy. It wouldn't be as fulfilling, right? I feel like the society that we live in is promoting taking the easiest path instead of taking the path that can best benefit us in a whole and not just in the moment. The microwave society has taken over the train of thought to anything that takes over two weeks to accomplish is not even worth um, achieving anymore, right? And for me as an individual, I think that's just futile <laughs> because that's why we see everybody doing the same thing. Makeup artists, hairstylists, rappers, athletes, anything that we see on TV, anything that we see on social media, we see one person doing it. Oh, I look better than them. I know I can get more followers. Oh, I know I know my style better than theirs. I know I can get more money. Going to the first part of the installment, a lot of the things that people are trying to accomplish, the status that a lot of people are trying to have these days, is just only the shit on somebody else. They don't even really want it for themselves, right? They just want it so they can say that they're better than someone else. And that in itself, I consider taking the easy path because why should I follow the path that someone else, someone has already started when I can create my own? That's why we have to do the deep work. We're distracted by all the, all the X, Y, and Zs. We have to take time to do what's best for us. So when we do that deep work, we're actually doing the deep work and not doing the shallow work. And I'll just leave that there. Look into deep work. I think it's a book. I, got a, I get a lot of my book ideas. I can say my book ideas. Let me take that back. A lot of the books that I've been reading on the internet as of late has came from Twitter. I follow this page. I follow this. I don't call it a page. I follow something on Twitter that drops books every day about what we should take time to read. And a lot of these books have audio. So if you're not an individual that wants to read, you can definitely find the audio and look into the book that talks about deep work. I think that will really jumpstart a lot of us in the direction that we want to find ourselves um, traveling in. And then we'll start to realize that a lot of the efforts that we're putting towards, a lot of the efforts that we're putting, excuse me, because I'm just excited. Once we realize that the effort that we're putting into something is shallow, will realize that it will require us it will require us to do distraction free work and that's when we will start doing the deep work. Our last break. Yes, family, that was Seti Hendrix. Lessons off his Root 2. Excuse me, Roots 2. Check him out. I think he signed a DJ Drama. He got some new shit out, but I just like this album in particular. Probably because when I got introduced to it, it was just like everything that he was saying 
was everything that I was going through. And that's the beautiful thing about music. Like it has music has the ability to remind us where we were, to encapsulate a moment in time. So whenever we want to revisit it, revisit that said time, either positive or negative, we just use music to um, revitalize those moments. And I think I've talked about that before. To close this out, I have to talk about one of my favorite activists, right? Someone that when I first got introduced to them, changed my whole outlook on being called black, quote unquote, African-American or black, you know? He was also one of the first elders slash ancestors to introduce me to the term melanated and what that meant and how black is just a color. It lacks culture. It lacks definition, this, that, and the third. And I understand that we live in a time where we are still trying to find identity, but this individual showed me that our identity comes from our creator and not from the white man. And that is Marcus Garvey. He is an individual that is of Jamaican descent, but he came over to the States to try to unite all of the melanated people in the Caribbean and in the States. And in the States, excuse me. Definitely a tall task considering that he was a heavily hued individual, heavily melanated individual in the early 1900s. And we already know how that was and how difficult it was for an individual of his stature to try to combine or try to bring together a group of people that this corporation that we call America took 400 years to separate. And in his attempt and in his attempt to do so, he created the UNIA, the Universal Negro Improvement Association was an organization that involved the extensive development and empowerment of health wealth, and social status of the melanated people. This group emerged of the, of the necessity from the patterns of racial exclusion and Jim Crow. What we have to understand is that there's strength in numbers. There's power in numbers. And if we still think that, oh, the blacks in America or the blacks in the Caribbean, you understand? They, they are they over there, we over here, we don't share the same problems. If we always have that mindset, it's always going to be easy to control us. Marcus Garvey understood that. Once I started reading his reading his teachings, I just felt motivated to continue where he left off. Now, I'm not saying that I feel as though that I'm him. I'm just saying that I know that what he tried to do was difficult for him in the time that he was in, but he laid a foundation that is strong enough for individuals like myself and anyone else who wants to educate the melanated to use his blueprint to start our own or to continue in that direction, right? Um, Mr. and Mrs. Garvey and other members work diligently to facilitate the use of the black nurses in the UNIA. Around this time, it was one of those, um, I don't know what war it was, don't get me to lie. And um, there was just a real need for nurses. And at that time, melanated people were still considered three-fourths of a person, dumb, unintelligent, whatever negative derogatory terms you choose to use. That's how they viewed us. But Marcus Garvey made it his mission to show that we are not just indentured servants, that we can be useful to this country. 
So with our UNIA, I say our because I feel as though I'm a part of that. <laughs> with the UNIA, they had we had our own black nurses, we had our own black doctors, we had our own black social status. And I'm using the term black because I want people to understand that even though that's a term that I don't necessarily use, I'm not opposed to using it when we're talking about the collective. Me personally, I like melanated because it has more definition behind it, whereas the term black, even though we use it as a term of endearment, it still lacks a lot of what we need as a whole. The UNIA held overall responsibilities for the work of the Universal African Black Cross, the Black Cross nurses and other health professionals. So we have to understand that when we was going to the doctors, they wasn't really taking care of us. You know, Marcus Garvey understood that he decided him and his wife decided that they were going to create the universal African Black Cross instead of the Red Cross. You understand? So we had a place to go when we were sick, when we were giving birth, instead of going to a doctor, giving birth to a baby, only for the doctor to tie the tubes of the black women and the women of color after they gave birth. When I first heard about that practice, I was like, damn, not only were the doctors killing the melanated women giving birth, they would allow them to give birth, but then tie their tubes without them knowing so they couldn't give birth again. Population control. That's something that they also don't tell us about the health care practices that this country, the history of the health care practices, excuse me, because it would <laughs> it would make them look how they're supposed to look. You understand? And. Excuse me, because I just found myself getting a little frustrated, so I just want to take a quick second to. stop. <sighs> When we look at history from the melanated perspective, we have to understand that it's not going to be easy to digest, but we have to take it in increments so we can really, truly understand how the past is being used to keep us in a chokehold instead of releasing us from the shackles. You understand? And I'll just leave that there. The main reason why Marcus Garvey will always be someone that I hold in high regard because he wasn't scared to speak up against what we were experiencing at that time. And if you listen to the things that he was saying then, nothing much has changed damn near 100 years later. You know, it's it's still the same, just masked different, just wearing a different, instead of the KKK wearing hoodies, they're wearing badges, they're wearing what they call them, scrubs. You understand what I'm saying? And we, and we can't think that just because the year has changed that the times have changed. You understand? And I just want us to keep that in perspective. Hopefully this installment was something that we can learn from, gain from. And I'm appreciative to have the opportunity to sit in front of this mic and to have this conversation with y'all. I will try to get at least two more done this month just to... Stay, just to stay true to my obligation to this platform. I don't want my life to get too overwhelming that I forget my responsibility to educate not only the youth, but anybody who takes the time to listen to 30 Talk. I'm your host, Him Not Them. And if you really want to have this conversation with me, you got to do the deep work. Peace. Watch out for crosses, duck and losses, I'm still in these streets. Watch out for crosses, duck and losses, I'm still in these streets. Watch out for crosses, duck and losses, I'm still in these streets.